Welcome to another episode of How We Bounce Back, episode number four. Our guest tonight knows the ins and outs of the digital ad agencies out here in LA. She's currently a media supervisor at OMD on the Apple TV account. She's a former senior paid search strategist at Media Hub on the Fox broadcasting account. She's a former media manager at Performance on the Team One and Lexus account. She's a former media buyer at USIM. She gets it popping at Venezuela, Prime Provisions, and Elefante, and makes sure as we go splurging with the vendor. She's a hard worker and knows how to get it all done. It's our great pleasure to have our friend Lauren McGee join us tonight. Welcome to the show, Lauren. Thank you for coming on, and how has everything been? Wow, thank you so much, James. It's a pleasure. Um, that was a really intense but wonderful uh, introduction. <laughs> it is, that's, it's a pleasure to um, be having a shot with you today. Um, everything's been, you know, well, doing our best, um, as you know. Um, yeah, just grinding and working, you know. So Lauren, we were colleagues at Performix. Actually, we were really colleagues at Team One and we were in that office a lot, servicing the Lexus account over there in Playa Visa. Some crazy times at work, especially at the vendor outings with Google, Microsoft. Shoot, you know, Performix got a bit ratchet in Chicago for the annual oh, party. Literally. Yeah, you remember that January 2019 at the time. That was, that was, it was cold at the frozen tundra at the time. But uh, anyways, going back to the party part, to these outings, to these events, what do you think these social events, or why do you think these social events are important for advertising and marketing professionals in our industry? Um, I think they're really important. One, because I think from a day-to-day perspective, you know, we're so bogged down by just deliver, deliver, deliver. It's always the client. Um, I think a lot of times, you know, you work with your team, but there's so much of a heavy focus on like, this is what I need to complete today. This is what I need to deliver to the client. I think that there are very few instances where it's like a very cohesive, like, hey, this is our entire team's effort to deliver something to the client. So when you have these, um, you know, fun parties and, you know, get togethers, um, that's the one time when you're like, oh, I can really get to know the people that I'm working with. Like we are a team, but a lot of times, you know, you're dealing with different lines of businesses and, you know, I, you know, you and I worked very closely together at Performix, but we didn't work very closely with, let's say, Natalie or um, Kaylin, for example. But at the end of the day, it's like you get to know your team during these outings and during these events. Um, and I think that's just um, 
that's just a, a symptom of like agency life, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I did not expect you to have that kind of answer, but that's a very uh, unique one because it's like, it's like, um, you know, we're, it's like, we're not really programmed to be robots at work, but it sure feels that way, especially talking to clients, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not, it's not like, it's like so formal, but there's certain etiquette to the way we have to present things, the way we have to um, do, you know, deliver results the way, especially like just decorum and etiquette with the clients. But at least like going out and especially with the coworkers, it actually finally uh, builds sort of like a personal connection with each other, especially our colleagues, especially with the vendors that we partner with to help, uh, you know, run the media. It's like, oh, <laughs> I guess you're a human, too. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, you know, we're human. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're normal, just, right? <laughs> yeah, we're not just cogs in the machine, um, yeah. at least now. But on a day to day, it does feel like that. And it's like, it's so interesting to me that, you know, we can have a team of like eight people, but not have a personal human connection with them at all to some degree. Yeah. That makes sense. Absolutely. Moving on to my next question working in advertising and servicing notable brands, we're always walking on eggshells with the clients spending millions of dollars in paid media for their their profit right literally everything we do from trafficking the launch running campaigns reporting has to be like 99 perfect maybe 100 but you know we've seen our fair share of hiccups over our time working again i'm sure you've seen it on, it happens at every agency happens on every client but what is the funniest corporate business client screw up you have ever heard of you already know what i'm gonna answer with too <laughs> you already f- i didn't craft this question for this but go ahead that's i already cap. i know what you're that's gonna cap. say that's cap that's cap but uh, that's cap. I'm, gonna go with, I'm gonna go with the uh convonics overswim dude like the fact that one i'm at burning man i come back two days later <laughs> and it's like 50k overspin and for what i'm like i haven't even recovered from burning that yet and i was like what what james i was gone for like two like two weeks like what what happened you know like, i don't know and i don't know either like what did i do right right somehow it got managed i don't know that's funny right. it's just a matter of how you like deliver those contingencies i think um i don't know varies by client but that was one of my funny moments yeah that that i mean i think in all of any kind of advertising paid media job overspending anything whether it be an io oh whether it be an io or whether it be um you know daily spend or just any agreed upon budget amount when it ties the money and it goes over an agreed upon amount and you go over contract, it, it definitely, it definitely hits the top in terms of like screw ups. And like in, in this regard, it was not me. Like Lauren was on vacation oh. at Burning Man. It was not, yeah. It, was, <laughs> it, was, it wasn't you either. Like it was a it was an offshore team. It was an offshore team. Yep. A lot of companies, Google, um, you know, a lot of the agencies, we have offshore team in India to manage uh, the day-to-day client work uh, overnight. Right. And like, you know, it's unique because like they, 
our nighttime is their daytime. So they can definitely monitor overnight, you know, while they're working during the day. Uh, I guess someone was just, you know, I guess he, <laughs> he got the wrong keys and turned the wrong key somewhere. You know, he had a, he had his ring of keys and unlocked the wrong door right here. And he, he locked put, a few, he locked yeah, a few yeah. incorrect doors, but you yeah, know, yeah. like you said, you know, it's difficult to catch certain things like that. Um, you know, when their daytime is your nighttime and not just your nighttime, it's like, I'm completely offline. You're like, I'm not going to catch it. All right, I'll see it in the morning. But by the time that happens, if you have clients who are East Coast, they're going to see it before you even see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, it just happens. All you have to do is fix it, figure out where the issue came about and put contingencies in place and, you know, remind the client like, okay, what's going to happen? It's like, we're never going to be perfect. And that's been something, at least um, in my current position, where I'm like, the amount of that y'all are asking of us, fine, that's great. We're happy to do it. But you have to realize, like, we're not going to be perfect. Your team's not perfect. And that's okay, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you just try to do your best to work with the client and you know, the various teams that you're you're dealing with and move along with your business. It's like, I'm not going to harp on something. I'm like, yeah, okay, this is wrong. Like, that's totally fine. I mean, it's not great, but we'll be, you know, do our due diligence to make it right and figure out what the, you know, best solution is going forward, period. I'm like, I'm not going to think about this anymore. Like, I don't have time to think about that. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Here's the solution. Here's the problem. Here's the solution. Like, mm-hmm. if you agree, cool. If you don't, please provide insight. Otherwise, like, move on. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's it. Yeah, I love how you said that. It's not, it's, we have to put it as water under the bridge. You know, it's like, we can't just bog ourselves down. Sometimes, you know, you have your hours of the day and we have our allocation service to the client. Why would you so many hours talking about the same mistake that happened? You know, sometimes it's just like, maybe it can be controlled. It can be probably more monitored, but um, no need to keep wasting our time. Let's move on from it, right? And you yeah. I I, setting the expectation that it's okay to not be perfect, you know, especially with the client. You know, I, I, I definitely have clients that are, different from that where they do agree so like the main point person would reach out like hey i saw we did screw up but let's it's not that bad so it's like let's move on you know and so it's like setting the expectation that's okay not to be perfect water on the bridge let's move on let's focus on the bigger things that matter yeah exactly no i 100 agree with you on that one like i think there are colleagues that i work with and or i have worked with that are like, you know, the client's super pissed. I'm like, okay, fine. That's totally fair that they're pissed. Like, okay, we fixed it. Here's our contingency plan. And here's how we're going to go forward. I don't want to talk about this anymore because it's taking up more time that I have other that the client has asked me to do. We can continue to argue about this. I'm also not a director. So I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, here's what, what happened. Here's how we fixed it here's the contingency in place to make sure that doesn't happen again, or it's less frequent. I'm like, we're not 
robots. Like it's mm-hmm. going to happen. And I'm sorry, like, I don't care what client it is. It's if they see us as robots, that's a huge red flag. I mean, mm-hmm. like, we'll go get robots then. Where are your robots? <laughs> go, go ask Elon Musk then. Go ask Elon Musk to yeah. replace no, no. I mean, I'm half kidding, but you know what I mean. R- robots like, aren't perfect either. We we've definitely found no, they're that not. Out. Yeah, because yeah. They're created by humans, and we're not perfect. So yeah. you know, there's that. Want to ask more lighthearted, random questions? To, uh, you know, keep things rolling. What is something that is really popular today, but in five years, everyone will look back on it and be embarrassed by? I know there was this debate on TikTok going on with like. Gen Z versus millennials about skinny jeans versus I don't know straight leg maybe. Wait, who 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 hates skinny jeans and who doesn't? Who apparently Gen Z does. This is I mean I don't think that's totally the case, but what I was like the for women too. What? Yeah. Oh, they. What is going on? What are they wearing? I'm. I'm wearing skinny jeans right now. So who tries to wearing skinny battle? jeans too? Yeah. What's going Land on? Apparently, yeah. I, I don't know. Everything comes full circle. I will say the TikTok like dance trend is already is already out, like out the window. <laughs> That's the thing. But then I see these geriatrics on there killing it with the TikTok dances. I'm like, damn, you got 3 million views? Like, I thought that was out of the window already. Point and some of, them, some of them are really good dancers. So you're like, all right. I, no, and I'm they're still good dance. dancers. Like I'm like, well, yeah. like yeah. I think, I don't think it's necessary something going in or out. It's more like being your authentic self and like, who cares? Like, if, the sh- if your content is great, post it. And you will get the proper views that you know are warranted um i think there's a big emphasis on like oh this is like what's in right now okay we're not like this song is trending so let's like make content around this trending song oh yeah and it's like okay fine like that's a good way to get easy views but like if it is legit like you don't need that song you don't need that song to like go viral, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I also don't make TikTok, so um, you know. But in my personal opinion, you know, <laughs> I feel about it. Like I don't know. It's like I see people like eighty-year-olds doing random TikTok dances from like a year ago, and I'm like, damn, that's funny as I'm still hit that like. Yeah. Yeah. But if it's authentic, like being your authentic self doing it, I don't think it really matters. So yeah, 100%. that's kind of my input on that. Yeah. Always nice to Anyone? see the older generation also just enjoying themselves, happy. Like the GI again, a younger trend too. Definitely had a wave yeah. of family members doing random TikToks that did not make sense with the video, but it was pandemic. It was definitely them at home. They, trying to do something fun. So, you know, can't right. help but to smile. Yeah. All right, Lauren, before we dive into the deeper career related questions, let's play a game called word sneak inspired by Jimmy Fallon. We played this game last season with Christina and Olivia. So Rosemary will text you four unique words and I have in my hand four unique words. 
that, uh, you know, I haven't seen them yet. Rosemary gave it to me. So not to worry for each word, we'll take turns in improvising a conversation for the word that Rosemary texted you. You'll sneak that word into our conversation and I'll do the same with my card. So for audience, for example, if your word, if Lauren's word is tacos, you'll make up a sentence towards me, such as I'm about to go to the food truck order burritos, tacos, and churros for the team. And then if my word is raccoon, then I follow up on your conversation with, oh, let me get some of that food before the squirrels and raccoons raid all of our food out here. So again, no competition here, no scoring system, just all for fun. We can even call out the words to each other on the spot, but just keep, Lauren, let's just keep this conversation going back and forth. And for the audience at home, we will have the words up, up on the screen for your enjoyment. Does all make sense, Lauren? Sounds fantastic. Fantastic. All right. Yeah. Uh, ladies first. The word for Lauren, Enchanted Forest. The word for James, Mullet. You know what I really do miss is going to raves, like, for example, the Enchanted Forest. Uh, you know, parting it up, plur life. That's what it is. How about you, James? Plur life. That's raves plur life all right it's one of them <laughs> well anyways we went out there to the raves and it was all me and the homies and then we were all at the rave waiting at the bar and then like there's just a bunch of random people that came in they look like they got all these rocker jean jacket you know looking very old school you know they got they got beards they got mullets they got sideburns they're over here budging us out of the line then we're starting to beef with each other and whatnot and then uh before you know it um i don't remember the rest of the night because i've been turning up too much <laughs> I literally just rambled. <laughs> Wait, what? What was the phrase though? Uh, I completely missed it. What was the phrase? It, it, it was. Uh, I, I'll tell you. It's mullet. <laughs> I would not have gotten that. Yeah, 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 for sure. The word for Lauren, Tom Hanks. The word for James, Martha Stewart. I didn't even write this down correctly. All right, here's another one. Um, you know what? I just recently discovered this awesome new, um, what's the word? Um, streaming service called Apple TV Plus. Oh, okay. And it's featuring Tom Hanks. And he's in a movie called Greyhound. Tom Hanks. It gotta be Tom Hanks. <laughs> you got it. Oh, really? Okay, okay. I was like, it can't be Apple TV Plus because you work on that. And then Greyhound. I don't know. It could have been Greyhound. So I, I guess I Tom said, Hanks first. No, yeah. it was Tom Hanks. All right, all right, all right. Well, anyways, you know, you know, Tom Hanks, very prominent guy. You know, there's a lot of prominent people in Hollywood. You know, and um, they're they all build a good sense of wealth. You know, Oprah, she owns an empire. You know, we got we got all kinds of uh, people running empires out here. Steven Spielberg, you know, Martha Stewart, you know, like they, they all. Wait a minute, because I'm working on I'm working on campaigns for all of these 
right now. Literally. It can't be all them names, though. <laughs> I don't think you got Whoa, mine, that's not though. a bad thing. Oh, oh, your turn, Lauren. The word for Lauren, mongoose. The word for James, kumquat. This is how I feel, you know, on a day-to-day, -day, crawling through life, trying to keep it easy as mongoose, you know, whatever. Like, I also try, you know, live my life low-key. Also as a sloth, I don't know. That's where I'm at. I totally missed it. <laughs> I was like, is it life? <laughs> she said life like four times. Hold on. <laughs> I totally missed it. Is it life? Hey, yeah. you don't you don't get a chance to go back. That's not fair. No, no, I'm not. All right, let's let's move on. Uh so I I my next word. So, anyways, we you know, living day to day, you know, everyone the world's, you know, or actually not the world, but US is getting a lot better, safer to go out, especially being outdoors. So, you know, you can go over down there to the Malibu fields, you know, uh, everyone, as long as you got a vaccinated group, you can go apple picking, you can go, you know, orange picking, <laughs> you can go kumquat picking, you know, you can get all these apps. <laughs> Kumquat that was, that was terrible. How you go from apples and oranges to kumquat? I literally Google yeah, what kumquat. Kum I was like, yo, what is a kumquat? <laughs> a kumquat's like a little, like baby. It's orange. like an orange, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so like one of those little tiny ones. You can like rub them and then like after that, yeah, they're. Yeah. I don't even know if you can go orange picking, but I know you can go apple picking. <laughs> yeah, and Julian. <laughs> Yeah. You definitely do that with rosemary. Yeah. Apple picking. The word for James, toe beans. All right, you got right. one more? I'm on my fourth one, I think. I don't have any more. I oh, did okay. all I did all mine. Well, I only have four, so I did all those already. Great, great. Okay. I got one more for you. So, you know, after we do the kumquat picking, right, you know, mm -hmm. we go ahead and, you know, we want to go to a, a breed or, you know, a pet shelter, a dog shelter. You want to adopt these animals. So we got some dogs and cats, brought them home, but they all had messed up feet. You know, they got to cut them, you know, all you got to trim those toenails, you know, clean those toe beans on them cats, you know, like wipe down <laughs> their legs. <laughs> That was too easy. I was actually, I was concentrating on that one. I was like, I'm gonna get her. No, that was too quick right there. I was trying to insert like a unique word in here, but Toby, you tried it though. Tried it. Tried it. You're good at this game, Lauren. You're good at this. Oh wow. Embarrassed That was good. That was good. All right, Lauren, let's go into the deeper career-related questions. Can you share a story of a point in your career that you hit a low but propelled to a higher level than you were before? Essentially, how did you bounce back at that time in your career? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think we touched on this a bit earlier, but um, there was, uh, you know, I, there was a working experience that I had where I basically was uh, dropped down to the lowest I've ever been. Um, how I bounce back, it's a couple ways to take this, but I'll just be quick on it. Um, you know, 
number one, realizing like companies don't give a shit about you. They're corporations. That's fine. Um, and then also holding yourself up to a standard of like, I don't deserve this type of um, treatment. Um, but that's, I think, been the most difficult thing for me personally. Um, being a POC, I always work, I feel like, 100 times harder than my non-POC counterparts and probably take more than most of them do. I don't know if there's like a perfect answer to this question. And that's part of the reason why I chose this question. There is not a perfect answer to this. Um, and it's gonna differ for, our, for everybody, but it's something really difficult for me to come to terms with, but you also have to realize, you know, at the end of the day, it's a job. It's a job that pays you. You're making money for a company, but you know you're trying to develop your skill set. In the meantime, you want to be your the best version of yourself for this company, but also realizing that they're likely putting you down because at the you know at the end of the day, it's cheaper for them to do so. Like if you think about it, like. Yeah, you're not doing your best work. That's justification for not paying you more or giving you that promotion. Um, and then you get gaslit into, you know, believing that. And I think that's very, you know, please chime in on your opinion on this, but I think that's very much an issue with POCs and you know, not just black women or black men, but I mean, POCs in general, it's like, we have to work like 10 times harder. And I think we're more susceptible to being gaslit and to working harder past, you know, 8, 10 PM because you want to prove yourself. And not have that stigma of like, oh, well, you know, this type of person is not um, lazy or stupid. And I've been in those situations before. It's like I'm having to put in so many more hours than, you know, my non-POC counterparts in order to prove that I am actually like I'm, I'm fit for this position i'm yeah. fit for this or that or whatever mm-hmm. um and i think that's been the most difficult nobody talks about like poc burnout i'm like i know everyone's burnt out especially in agency like we get dragged as long as as far as they'll pull us but you what we don't hear so often is how much that you know, maybe it be women or maybe it be Asian women or Asian men or black women or black men um, get drugged through the dirt because they're wanting to prove themselves. And I think that's been the most difficult thing where it's like, I see those 
people trying to prove themselves so they can get out of that situation, you know, where it's like, do I have to continue to push myself this much or put out so much of myself for this? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna add in there, like, you make a great point as to where, you know, they see these, these companies, these corporations, these brands, even like, whether it be white collar or blue collar, they see people of color. And even like, you can talk about our parents and like, even our grandparents to a time where they're hiring people of color, and they know they had to depend on the job to provide for family and work, but they wouldn't look out for their mental well-being, for their, you know, their, the, their proper state of mind that they're having, you know, a good rapport with the coworkers or they just want to work them to the, the degree where like, oh, we are paying for essentially lack of a phrase, better phrase, for lack of a better phrase, cheap labor, right? And that's yeah. why, that's why it's like, you know, I hear you 100% uh, with that point because I know uh, my family's going through a lot of that. But, you know, let's all be frank here. Like there's a difference, especially in our generation, between equality and equity. And if you are a black woman, you definitely have to, they have to work 50 times harder than others. So let's make sure, like, let's let, let it be known that in these companies that equity needs to be made, not equality, right? Because if we're exactly. all fighting on like the same level and we're talking about equality, some people still have a privilege advantage than others, especially if you're a white person, you know, and like, yeah. so, sorry to say it up front like that, but then, you know, it's obviously not, yeah. go, go ahead, Lauren. Yep. No, no, no. I, I 100% agree with you. I think in the idea of like intersectionality needs to be discussed more in agencies i mean and i'm only speaking to agencies because like yeah that's, that's you know our day-to-day -day. Mm -hmm. um everyone talks about dni and i'm like oh wow they hired you know a black woman or an asian woman to be the dni quote-unquote expert but there's different levels to that there are asian males there are asian gay males there are black gay women there's so many levels to that. And I'm like, I think that being a POC, like, and, and what has propelled me so far in my quote unquote career is that I can relate to those people. And I'm like, even if I don't necessarily, if my life doesn't align with someone who, you know, is a gay white person from Ireland, I think that I have more sympathy just by nature than somebody else does. I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't need them to align with like where I'm at in order to be sympathetic or act a certain way. It's just like, I don't know. That's something I'm still partially grappling with. I think um, it's always, it, it, I don't know. It's a work in progress, but I think that's something that more people of color are more cognizant about. Um, and I'd be happy to hear your point of view on that. And I, I think, I think for for what what were these discussions need to be more open, given everything that we have experienced in in the last year, and it's giving putting people, especially white people, in a place to be 
more uncomfortable. Even even not not just white people, but even Asian people that can be seen as like you know the the privileged minority, right? I'm not going to like the model that. minority, my not right. model minority, right? And so you know it gives people a place to be uncomfortable, but. I like how you said, like, you know, there needs to be at least one commonality across if you don't understand. It's just compassion. It's just sympathy. And it's just sometimes just listen to what they're saying. Just listen. Exactly. There's no need to force your opinion. There's no need to say, but did we see this other video? Or but did yeah. someone say this? You know, or but did uh did they work hard enough at work? Or, you know, or but did they, you know, were they always on time? Like, why does it always have to be a but? You know, it's just like there's no but it's listen yeah. just listen yeah and just be compassionate and it's like there's the person's having a problem they're b- battling their own demons their own battles and i'm sure that person is too you're just not willing to say it you know and so you know just just listen just be compassionate that's all we can ask for especially in a workplace where you know sometimes it's just like oh we have to ask every, someone else for their pov let's work on each other's mental health let's definitely work on especially elevating those person of people of color it definitely last year with everything that happened uh you know post george floyd with uh derek chauvin um, it should have been heard a long time ago, but now the media is recognizing that everyone else is now recognizing that. And even myself, even more to a degree too. And it's just, you know, at least now corp- corporations, maybe to even save face, they're also starting to recognize that and attack on the workplace, but it needs to keep being consistent. We can't just stop, you know, we can't just stop because it was just a trend at a specific, specific point in time. We have to keep going exactly. and keep these conversations uh, open and, and especially, you know, change it from a sy- systemic standpoint, of course, obviously with the police departments here in the United States, but especially in other facets of workplace, you know, with, you know, with courts or with how we govern and, and everything. So, um, yeah, I 100% agree with you on that. So, Lauren, the next question I want to ask and, uh, you know, tie into everything that we're discussing right now. But can you describe a time even before work? You can talk about grade school, college or in your career that you had to knock down those obstacles on people or systems hindering your success due to systemic racism and or because of your gender. Yeah, absolutely. Um, In college, uh, you know, I had some classmates who, you know, uh, you know, I have friends who knew these people who I caused this with. And I remember one particular instance where I got the highest score on our final exam. And a guy knew, knew another friend of mine. He was like, oh, she probably only got the high score because she's black. And that was so detrimental to my just like being in general I'm like me yeah maybe part of me was like maybe that is true like did did I get the high score because they just wanted to hand out a high score to a POC in an economics class I don't think I'd ever felt so um part of me was like yeah maybe he's right maybe he's right I don't I don't know. And then I started to think I'm like, I don't know, I'm killing all my other classes too, though. Mm-hmm. So there's there's definitely a disconnect here. But to say that 
that situation didn't affect me personally is very like it would be a lie to say that didn't affect me and even going heading into my career it shows really like you dealt with the ignorance of someone at such a, such a young age and we're like well look check my check the rest of my grades you know it's like well you told yourself that i deserve that so why should i let his comment bother me obviously we're talking about it now and it's still there right but at that time it's and then coming up to today it definitely shows how strong of a person you are regardless of anything you know ignorance is should not be ever tolerated but you push it aside <laughs> you can kick it aside you know cuz like i believe in myself and that's what matters yeah yeah for sure i think it's just there's times where it's more difficult and you have to definitely put in an extra amount of work where I think there are people who don't need to put in as much for that. But mm-hmm. yeah, at the end of the day, you just kind of have to ignore it. And you're just like, this is what you do. Just do it. And mm-hmm. I, and you know, hope for the best. And I always look for the best in people and try to approach situations and people in the best possible way until yeah. they like, come at me sideways and then i'm like all right you gave me a reason you know what i mean it's on site you gave me a reason like it's on site (laughs) after this (laughs) like don't give me a reason like once you do that's when i'm gonna go sideways but i always try to really really approach people with um the best intention always Mm -hmm. Yeah. And always try to be a positive person and always try to keep like that idea of intersectionality um, in my head. And I think that's less of like, a oh, I need to remember to do this. But because I'm like this, that and the other, like that's something that's inherently in my mind always. Right. I'm like, whether it, you know, you're Asian, female, you know, homosexual, like yeah. I... Yeah. You know, it's just like, I'm not any of those things, but that's something that I always inherently have in the back of my head without having to think about it in that way. It's just mm-hmm. something I'm inherently considering always. I think that's extremely important um, in the workforce and day to day. I'm like, if anything, just mind your own damn business, you know, mm-hmm. that's really what it comes down to. Also, I'm like, fine you can you can do whatever you want you can be whoever you want to be like business you can bleep bleep that part out oh we got you we got you (laughs) it's hard because we try to you know develop this tough skin over the years but sometimes it can get to us and so um i just think like when you say you treat it positively you try to see which i've known you to be that way since i first met you uh at team one and performing you try to see um the best in people even though they just probably don't know any better you know and you know and that that speaks a lot to about you um i don't want to over speak on you know my response here but again sticking back it might be corny but being positive about it that really does take a <laughs> take us a, a long way both for us mentally and also just you know not having to um you know, succumb to them, you know, succumb to the, like their BS, the, like their, their comment, you know, yeah. you're not, you're not taking my energy today, you know? So. Yes, exactly. No, yeah. I 100% agree with that. Yeah. It's just yeah. like, 
it's all good, Chief. Like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I'm going to later, but I was like, you're not going to yeah. get it. You're not, you're not getting get my energy. You're not bothered. You're not going to be in my head today. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. exactly how I feel to a T. I'm like, yeah. I'm going to go complain about this later, but uh-huh. you're not going to get it from me now. Yeah. And even sure. when I do complain, I'm going to be like, wow, like, they really had all the energy to do that today. I don't. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Yeah. Like, that's on them. Yep. But that takes it, it, that mindset in itself takes so much energy. Like, in certain circumstances, like, it takes yeah. so much energy to be like, some days I'm like, if people really come at me sideways with some, like, I could flip my shit right now mm-hmm. easily. Like, mm-hmm. this is something worth that energy, but as who I am, I am not going to allow it, mm-hmm. but it takes so much. To suppress it, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it takes energy both ways, but to suppress Ooh. it. You know, you have this moment of, like, there's times where this is probably a, a time where I should just suppress it, and then there's a time where I've definitely stepped out, and I was like, I don't give a like, I will can hit you right now like i don't care what i look like and i hate that but i'm also like the fact that you know there's certain people that have to live day to day and live their lives suppressively like not that people should flip out all the time but the fact that there are so many people out there who are like i know this isn't right and my response to X situation would actually be legitimate or apparently it's legitimate for some people. That's not going to be the case for me. So I have to be very observant of the way that I approach things. And that's, and I know that's a whole another conversation in and of itself, but. Right. Right. I mean, with how we've matured over the years and seen a lot, we definitely have to carry some sort of, yeah, some sort of etiquette too, because we're like, been on this road too many times you know so yeah yeah on that it's like you see it and you're just like all right i'm just gonna stay like i'm staying in my lane at this point your response probably ties to the next question in terms of sort of just like you know not letting them take our energy or sort of just finding ways to suppress it but it's a lot of stress working in our industry in the work we do right and there's a lot of difficult you know we talk about this all the time Difficult yeah. clients, difficult coworkers. Everyone got a difficult client, but then you got difficult coworkers. And then it's just, you know, it, it's just a spiraling thing, right? So it's a lot of stress. You know, um, I know uh, not not the same, but investment bankers, they get gray hair early age. We're like, we're not there. I mean, it could get there. I don't want to. But they get paid like 400K a year. Right? They do get stacked. Yeah, yeah. that's an offset right there. <laughs> I was like, um, I mean, yes, it's like same stress, but like, yeah. bruh. But we, yeah, we have stress and we're a little bit underpaid for the stress that we're getting. So just a little bit. Yeah, it's a little bit. And so I want to ask, do you develop ways to lessen the effect of that stress or how do you develop ways to lessen the effect of that stressful situation the next time it comes around? Uh, I think so long as I am in the advertising (laughs) industry, honestly, it's always going to be stressful, period. I'm not even going to sugarcoat. I'm sorry, but... Yep. What does make a huge difference is like 
do I have the ability to form a team that I feel great working with? Can we all joke about how shitty I, I was just having this conversation with my director like the other day? I'm like, the day that I cannot joke about this and like with you know, be candid about it, like that's rough. I'm done. Like that, and you know, that's me specifically. If I can't joke about with other people, like I'm out, period. I need a solid team behind me and I want them to, I, I want to do the best that I can for that team that I'm overseeing. And I'll always do that, but I don't know, like humor just makes everything better. Honestly, yeah. I was like, bro, like at the end of the day, I was like, it doesn't matter what agency it goes to, it's going to be a mm-hmm. period. But what, what numbs that pain is the fact that you can commiserate with your other teammates and just be like, you know what? Like, we know we're going to. Like, mm-hmm. I can somehow laugh about it still. Um, and then also have that faith in your coworkers too. It's like, they're going to have my back. I'll have their back. That's all I need. I know it's gonna be like, regardless, period. And some days are better than others or, you know, some situations are better than others, but I'm like, that's really what it comes down to. I'm like, um, I'm pretty anti-capitalist. So yeah, I don't think any of us should be working this type of life. That's another conversation, you know? (laughs) But if I'm here and you're here and you're here, can we at least joke about this? Like, let's make it funny. Like, let's, like make the best of this like it's gonna be regardless like i don't want to work till 12 a.m like do you no the people that we work with in this advertising industry they we all are sort of come from uh the same place maybe same generation you know and some some younger some a little bit older but we develop a friendship and that's what matters is like we develop a friendship at work so we we kind of have to present ourselves in a certain way to our you know uh, higher ups and to the uh, of course the clients but when things go wrong or when things go good we celebrate in the, uh, either regard right or we'll laugh about it you know we'll have a drink about it we'll have lunch about it together i think it goes for a lot of industries but in advertising the people that you work with become your friends they really do cuz you're spending a lot more hours than 40 hours a week in the in you know, at work on screen and the office at events. And so, you know, in a sense, they really do become our friends and the laughing. Oh my gosh, that's it. It's like sometimes when there's a really terrible thing going on at work, sometimes if you just laugh at it with someone else, it really does bring down the stress dramatically. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's like, or it's like in a way you kind of all share that stress together. It's not just on like that one person. You're just like, oh, like to be with a, an awesome team that I respect and who respect me also. And then also just funny, like, I don't know. Humor is like, that's, you already know who I am. Humor is good for the health. <laughs> it is. Keeps it us really young. Is. It does keep us yeah. young. For sure. For sure. It does. Tying into the next question then, we all have dreams. Lauren, describe if you're chasing your dreams right now. I think we can, you know, you already have a lead into this. 
or are you currently on a different path? And how can you realign those dreams to another path in life if you choose to do so? To be honest, I have been working on this app, this app for a really long time before I, um, I was at OMD or even at um, Media Hub. Actually, while I was at Team One, I was I started working on this app, and then I had some funding. Um, then I don't know. I got really discouraged because. I saw, you know, competition and I was like, that's not the point. The point is that how do I make this better, this idea better or anything? Um, I think working in advertising, to be honest, like, especially in search and like digital in general, um, it's given me more ammo to fuel like my goal of completing this app idea that I've had for years and I've continuously gotten derailed on but then the more I'm working in agencies I'm like oh I'm learning way more stuff so then I'm like oh I can apply this to this end goal you know what I mean um so there's days I definitely get discouraged with whether it be (laughs) my day-to-day job or even the app that I've been working on for, I'm not even going to say how long I've been working on it, but uh, that feels me, That that that's what feels me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, as long as my day-to-day job is helping me continue developing my skill set that's necessary for something that I actually want to do outside of work, then it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, no. <laughs> that's kind of where I'm at right now. And um, I got very frustrated a couple of years ago when I actually was like, Oh, I think I can get this to take off. And there were some issues up the way and then I ended up leaving Performix and then I started a new job and then it wasn't what was presented necessarily to me initially and I'm like oh man I'm like so stressed out and it's like oh I don't have any interest in this right now like I can't I can't do that right now so I had to put it on the back burner and you know it takes time to get that that drive that drive back like this is something I've wanted to do for a really long time Mm -hmm. and there are some instances that are going to take all of your energy and your soul unfortunately away from away from that and it's really easy especially in our industry like to get very lost or derailed in what you want to do personally and that's something that's been very difficult for me to recenter myself in like my job is not my life and even though you know I love the people and I you know at the end of the day like it's fine it's stressful but it's not I don't know, I'm overall happy. It's very easy to get derailed um, just given like the hours and how much you're expected to put into, you know, your day-to-day. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's not, that's not your fault per se. Like you are, we have to have these jobs to one like, of course, make the bills happen. Right. But I do like how you say, like, the kind of work that we do is, is broadening our skill set. 
broadening your skill set. You know, um, at a time when you started a job, I'm sure you know way more. Or you know, at the time you when you started the app, I'm sure you know way more than you did before, right? Especially running an app acquisition campaign or running uh campaigns that to drive you know a certain ROAS or a cost per conversion goal. You know, you're like, okay, well now I can see how I can spend money on you know these paid media platforms or whatever. You know, raise awareness or you know drive intent. And, you know, maybe I can apply this in my future endeavor or my previous endeavor. And like, you know, maybe now is not the right time because you, you say that it's taking the current job is taking a lot of time for you to do something else, but that maybe that, that, that time will come. And it's sometimes like Mm -hmm. you, like we say, it's different. Everyone's on a different timeline. You know, it's like, uh, I know in previous episodes, people said people stay in their own lanes, you know, just because someone else is doing something doesn't mean it's my turn to go quickly into, you know, maybe your app might even be even greater with time. And then you, you have all the skills that you're equipped with to like, okay, I can fully launch this now. I can do this on my own. I know which markets to go to. I know whether to start, you know, locally or expand the reach. You know, you, you, I feel like, you know, that time you'll know it and your, your, your mind, it will tell you like, okay, I, I have the, the, the tools and the skill sets to, to really make sure this is going to be, like, I don't want to say perfect, but going to be as close to perfect this time around. Right. And that, that there's going to be more upside. Right. right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, like we're, you know, I, I, I feel the same way too. You know, sometimes you're just not there yet, but you know, there, you know, when the time is right, you'll know. And we're, it's not like we're in a career that's going to put us in a backwards, you know, sort yeah. of route where we're not going to learn. And it, it, we're learning like, cutting edge industry, like leading technology in terms of reaching people, measuring data, you know, the platforms, especially on digital advertising, like where more people are starting to, to be on and where you can actually measure whether they're going to, you know, uh, download the app or convert or whatnot. It's definitely, we're in an industry cut the cutting edge technology, like front, you know, we're, we're front of the line, you know, especially we're in the best best positions, like at the end of the day, like, yep. Mm -hmm literally so that's mm-hmm. good yeah. reminder <laughs> yeah emerging technologies our agencies will be on top of it on like okay how do we capitalize off of this you know and absolutely so, yeah i wouldn't yeah. that you know the silver lining there it's like yeah. once you're ready to start your next venture too um you know whether it be in media or whatnot um you've done your time in the agency life and yep. you know it's provided what you need in terms of like learn you know skill development and all of that um so i think you know working agencies like day-to-day kind of sucks low-key but we've learned so much we've learned like i have developed such an insane skill set even just working at omd right now i'm like damn i've learned more now than i have in the last like two three years to be honest <laughs> is it stressful absolutely it is do i condone this type of uh behavior absolutely not in terms of like sweatshop no way but i think the good outweighs the bad and you know once it doesn't work for you anymore it's like no one's forcing you to stay and i don't know i i 
there's good and bad to every situation. I try to just look at the positive from like, at the end of the day, no, like I'm, I'm very appreciative of um, every experience and, you know, working situation I've had, I'm very blessed. Um, I've worked with the, some of the best people, obviously some of the worst too, but that's a lesson in itself also. Lauren, if there's one big piece of advice you could share with a broader audience, what would that be? You knew this question was coming. <laughs> I knew it was coming. My piece of advice would be be your authentic self always. I think there have been positions where not necessarily try to like conform into a certain type of person, but I've definitely like toned down certain aspects of my personal self. And it made me feel downplaying like parts of myself or like being told like, oh, you're coming off as aggressive. And I'm like, why? Because I'm sticking up for my assistant and that's coming off as aggressive. Like I don't, if that's coming off as aggressive, like that's a bigger issue that the company needs to address. If I'm wanting to support these people on my team, um, but always be your authentic self. Because to try to conform within whatever, what is it, culture of, a, of an agency or a company, yeah. they're going to be miserable. And if that doesn't work for them, then maybe it's not right for you either. And that's, and that's okay. And that's an okay thing. And like common in terms of that is fine. Be your authentic self always. As long yeah. as you have good intentions at the end of the day, always stick up for that person who can't stand up for themselves. Be your authentic self. Just have the right and good mindset behind any of your you know, actions. That's why yeah. not. And I haven't always done that either. So always be your, just be your authentic self. That's, that's what I'm going to go with. Well, Lauren, I got a closer for you, but it was a great pleasure chatting with you and sharing your knowledge about the advertising industry and your experiences there. You have experience in both digital and traditional. We talked about your traditional side when we were at Performix. So if you can really share the experiences you've had, you've always showed grit and, you know, to succeed in your role, no matter how difficult the clients are. We always talked about them and you know, we're not going to start naming off the agencies, but we get it. <laughs> and yeah, some, some difficult colleagues too. Yeah. Yeah. But you just keep going forward and you just keep coming out on top and you're going to keep coming out on top. So we hope that your willingness to persevere inspires other young ad agency professionals and any other corporate professionals, even if you're out of this, you know, marketing thing, if whatever you do to keep pushing in your respective careers, Again, Lauren, it was a pleasure. And thank you so much for coming on to the show today. Oh my God. Thank you so much, James. It was a real pleasure and like a great exit. Anyway, <laughs> it was, uh, it's been real. Thank you so much. Um, you've been great. Thank you for having me on your podcast. Amazing. Hey, oh, oh, okay. We, we doing that though. All right, yeah. hold on. <laughs> no, that was great. Tune in next week for our guest, Bernadette Rolota, who will share experiences as an elementary school teacher in Las Vegas, Nevada. Please feel free to reach out to any of our guests that are subject matter experts at their work. And if you're one of those on Apple Podcasts, drop us a five stars and leave us a review as always. All right, everyone, stay safe, smiles up, big laughs, positive energy all around. Thank you all for tuning in. She's Lauren. I'm James. See you all 
next week.